there, I'm Orla McNeilis. I'm Ricardo Deacon. And this is the recommendation game. A film of the week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen. We watch it and then we meet to discuss it. A hundred and two times. Uh, this week's film is Rio Bravo from 1959. Directed by Howard Hawks. Produced by Howard Hawks. Screenplay by Jules Firthman and Lee Brackett. Based on Rio Bravo by B.H. McCampbell. Starring John Wayne, Dean Martin, Ricky Nelson, Angie Dickinson, Walter Brennan, Ward Bond. Which is... <laughs> Two words that are not names. It's almost um, a war bond. <laughs> yeah. And John Russell. Music by Dimitri Tiumkin. Cinematography by Russell Harlan. And edited by Fulmer Blankst. Which is... Oh, what a list of names. Uh, and the synopsis is... It includes the word gunslinger. When gunslinger Joe Burdett kills a man in a saloon, Sheriff John T. Chance arrests him with the aid of the town drunk dude. Before long, Burdett's brother Nathan comes around, indicating that he's prepared to bust his brother out of jail if necessary. Chance decides to make a stand until reinforcements arrive, enlisting dude, an old cripple named Stumpy, and a baby-faced cowboy, Colorado, or Colorado, <laughs> Colorado Ryan, to help. Colorado. Um, <laughs> Ricardo, why ever would you pick this John Wayne film directed by Hard Hawks? Because it is Rio Bravo. Uh, one of two or three masterpieces that Howard Hawks made with John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those That's just things. John Wayne, never mind all the other Hard Hawks masterpieces. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, not only. Um, Name those other ones. And the other masterpieces that he did with John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he did Red River. And El Dorado, which uh, Red River uh, also has the the thing with John Wayne is that he worked a lot with two directors, John Ford and Howard Hawks. Mm -hmm. Like half of the his filmographies with either director, John Wayne played the John Wayne character for John Ford. Mm -hmm. Howard Hawks made him act. Mm -hmm. The after watching Red River, John Ford said. I never knew the grumpy son of a bitch could act. <laughs> I never thought to make him. I saw a great quote actually from John Wayne where he's like, I don't act, I react. Yeah, like it's... Uh, <laughs> Which is a great... In this movie, uh, he does a lot of that. Like he has a really cool presence in the movie that he waits for the other people to do his, do their action before he reacts to their action. Mm. Uh, I think that it's a movie that shouldn't work. Uh, it's like just the cast it's so perfect but like why <laughs> John Wayne is amazing Dean Martin is so good in this and he's never been not even decent in other movies <laughs> so bizarre. but he's so good as the, as Borat Chong <laughs> Ricky Nelson in fairness he has like uh, he doesn't have a whole lot to do <laughs> like... uh, but also like I think that people forget that Ricky Nelson grew up on TV like uh, as one of those 50 like his parents started a, t- a radio show of them falling in love together in real life and then they what? started a TV show about their family if it was 2018 they would have made a podcast yeah possibly <laughs> and uh, Ricky Nelson was in the TV show playing himself when uh, when they were in TV for like 10 years or something yeah. so he has this effortlessness of being inside a camera that it really plays well to his uh, character that he's not trying to show off as yeah. an actor because he knows, like at the time as well, he was outselling Elvis as an album recorder. I didn't know that. Like it's <clears throat> insane. Like it, it, and then having a, oh, I just love this movie. Uh, <laughs> the this movie is so good and the plot is so basic but so perfect that it has been remade. A million times, including even the opening fucking scene in Deadwood is a remake <laughs> of, of Real Bravo. But not only that is so great that it's been remade by a thousand times. It's so great that John Carpenter remade it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and his remake, there's a remake of it. The, like Assault of the, uh, um, Precinct, Precinct 13, 13 yeah. and Ghost of Mars are remakes of Real Bravo. Yeah. And not only that, that is that it's such a good movie that Howard Hawks and John Wayne remade the movie twice <laughs> in El Dorado and Rio Lobo. <laughs> what? Yeah, when you type in Rio into IMDb, about yeah. 50 things came up. And for a second, I thought it was Rio Grande. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. And then I was like, wait, 
is that it? And I had to go back and keep re-listening to the end of the podcast to make sure that I had the right one because yeah. John Wayne is in Rio, Rio Grande. So And Rio Lobo <laughs> yeah. and Red River. Yeah. There's a lot of rivers. Yeah. I think this is the the best one. I, like Rio Lobo and El Dorado, which are also directed by Howard Hawks, are both brilliant, but in their own little way. Uh, El Dorado has the distinction of like starting being a comedy and they were so fucked do, doing it. That like Richard, uh, Robert Mitchum is the sidekick and he's supposed to have a limp mm-hmm. and he couldn't remember which leg to limp <laughs> everything <laughs> takes. And Howard Hawks actually uh, addresses it in the film. Like there's a line about how he his leg is going to be like depending on the, the moment. Um, <laughs> Just I, write it in. <laughs> um I, I like what's not to love in this movie like it, just fucking John Wayne's indecision how to pronounce Colorado is Colorado. amazing so sometimes it's Colorado sometimes it's Colorado and sometimes it's yeah. like can't do it but it's like, like he, he can't remember the name so he's yeah. just like and someone's off screen going Colorado like, like, Colorado but more like that with the pauses and there's like somebody pointing at the map going like there it is um I love Walter Brennan as Stumpy. Like every single moment the Stumpy is on, it's gold. I love uh, Quentin Tarantino coined the genre of movie the Rio Bravo is. And it's not surprising that one of the most influential directors of that style is Richard Linklater. Mm. It's called the Hangout movie. <clears throat> the, the plot idea, the, the idea of the plot is just to get the characters together. And yeah. you just want to hang out with them. And for all of them, one of the characteristics of it is that the movie has to be long. Mm-hmm. Like long for what it is. That like, for example, before sunrise and before sunset are less than 90 minutes. But mm. there's only two people talking. So that's a lot. For yeah, if minutes. you add in if you add in another character there, you yeah. would need that to be longer yet. Whereas something like, you know, everybody wants some or Dazed and Confused. It has to be two hours. Yeah. Which they are. And, uh, and even... Uh, uh, Slacker, Slacker is long as well. Yeah, it's not boyhood, long, but yeah, boy. No. Well, boyhood is like a freaking opus. That's a slightly different thing. No, boyhood yeah. doesn't really count as that because that's yeah, a... but it's still a hangout movie. Uh, yeah, like it's still about like character growth. There's no plot. It's just like people talking mm. and like growing as people. Let's say, but also becoming a man. It's that Howard Hawks has a style that is uh, completely like um, it's so simple and direct, but it's so efficient that. He's able to uh, stage the scene, like, for example, the scene when the dude is having a fight with with the Stumpy after Stumpy nearly blows his head off, <laughs> that John Wayne is just in the background listening because he can't get involved because dude needs to like get it out of his chest. Mm. And it's without playing around with depth perception or any trickery he just stages perfectly so your eye goes from one person to the other to the other and creates the scene within like this magic triangle but then he's also able to create great tension like when they're just walking the town because like we always walk the town yeah we don't want them to think that we're afraid i love also westerns tend to have the best like side characters <laughs> and i love the the couple down the the hotel like mr <laughs> <laughs> mr chance but I, I absolutely love also angie dickinson in this movie like uh, she's absolutely amazing and uh, it's amazing like they it's very clear that she and john wayne really enjoy them uh, each other's company mm. that john wayne is not really acting acting which is weird for like his romantic interest uh moments let's say he like i liked john wayne but he was never able really to um disarm himself as an actor in those scenes to have real chemistry with someone yeah and in this movie <laughs> it's like real chemistry that like, roger ebert in his review of this movie it describes like and it's spot on about how uh, when he's pissed off that she didn't leave on the stagecoach he's marching and you think oh it's the 50s he's gonna be her up or something and as soon as he sees her he doesn't change his posture or his face or anything but his presence is softened Mm. and it's so subtle but it's so cute and amazing and great <laughs> and i love her as well like i like the the character that is like 
you know, it's weird we, because Westerns is one of the few uh, genres of that era that actually gave agency for female characters, even though she's it's quite an sparky. Era. She's quite like his girl Friday. Like she's quite, you know, she has she does have agency, but she's she gets a lot of lines in as well, not just because she talks 100 miles a minute. And she's in quite a few scenes. She has interactions with other characters. Yeah, and she's even involved in the the actual action, like in the mm. when she's in the hotel, and she has a proper real reaction to having done that. Yeah, the, of being shot at, but also how uh, she is a professional gambler. Yeah, and she's able to deal with it like any man except for John T, because like her defenses are down with him, and I think that's uh, that's great. And I love films that are like over a short period of time like this that you can sense the the time changing let's say yeah and moving i love the the, the little details of this movie like uh dean martin like just returning the the thi- the the ring in his hat yeah. because he doesn't you trust buy himself a lot of drinks with, with that and then he gets shot and uh, like his hat gets shot straight away that is like you can't go back to be that guy yeah you have to like your dude now your borrachon your yeah. dude is gone kind of thing but you can still go and also like the the little back and forth about like oh, I, I always like oh, almost tear up when he hands him the guns like he's, <gasps> all like, i all i saw literally i said he gave him, him the, the guns, guns. <laughs> like literally because he just takes them, he's just holding him in his hand he's like you know but i sold them it's like yeah you know i got them back and I, I, I love everything about this movie, like how smart it is about the character interactions and even the, the final shootout. It has enough jokes, but also like uh, you think that Stumpy is going to buy it and then it's not that kind of movie. It's a movie that gets away with fucking Ricky Nelson and Dean Martin like, just breaking into song, but it's just like, oh, I was watching I forgot it. he was Dean Martin and I was like, whoa. Like, I, I always forget that like, how good he is in this movie. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to, to put into words how surprising that it, like how good Howard Hawks is as a director because time and time again, he made like he got great performances of people, but like all down the line, the like I I, I like the 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 performance. I really like Ward Bond's uh, short character. He's like the the guy that is Colorado's boss when he walks in and oh, he gets shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked how you understand the geography of the town mm. and how like self encased it is and how good the sets are as well. Yeah, and like the detail that like the hovels outside in the outskirts of the town where the Mexicans live are like a dump, and then you have like different bars and even like how the camera just follows the the guy that shoots your man in the beginning to one bar to the next. Yeah, and it's almost like everybody already knows what happened in the other bar. Because it's such a small town. Mm. I love the way the fucking John Wayne just smacks people with the <laughs> rifles. And like with this little spinning movement. It's so cute. Um, He's so cute. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just love this movie. Like, I, And I just thought that... Uh, as well, like, I, I do think that it's quite different in style. Even though it's the same era and with John Wayne to the films that we've done with John Ford. And also Howard Hawks is such a different director mm. to... Uh, John Ford to John Ford and it's a like review after review always mentions that uh, uh, this movie was his first movie in like five years Mm. Uh, because the the previous film that he did was The Land of the Pharaohs that was like one of the most expensive movies ever made and it was a complete flop like nobody even heard like at least people have heard of Cleopatra yeah (laughs) like uh, Land of the Pharaohs is like what yeah (laughs) no no? Uh, like I've seen it it's boring as shit I don't know (laughs) what was going through his brain uh, but when he made this, is uh, like the the quote of Roger Ebert. To form. Uh, the quote of Roger Ebert is that on the first day on set for Rio Bravo, he was so nervous that he had lost it, that he just went behind the set and got sick, <laughs> and Aww. then he went on to direct a masterpiece. <laughs> that, like, That's such a Roger Ebert sentence. <laughs> that like uh, so many people like just cu- like a phrase that came up quite a lot. Uh, like on research scene takes I was just like making sure that it hadn't been like reassessed you know how sometimes uh, films are reassessed and somow like changed uh, oh, it used to be a masterpiece now it's just okay <laughs> or like the other way around yeah so like my opinion wouldn't have changed but I just thought like I always think 
it's interesting to look at that when it's a, a classic movie, especially when I pick them because I I'm not coming cold. I've already read reviews, already read about the movie, and something that keeps uh, coming back is how this is like an unpeachable masterpiece of the genre that it like encases everything that is good about western as a genre. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, and without further ado. Uh, Please tell me you love this movie. <laughs> um, I liked this movie a lot. I didn't love it. Okay? So, <laughs> and I really wanted to. Like, as soon as I got into it and I kind of realized what the tone of it and everything was, and I was like, okay, this is like, you know, my darling Clementine. Like, you know, not quite, but, you know, it's more in that vein than, say, something like Unforgiven. And then, you know, the man who shot Liberty Valance is obviously kind of like somewhere in between those two movies. Um... But yeah, the, there's just something, there are like a few things that kind of held me back from like settling in and like wholeheartedly loving it. And <clears throat> like, because like I do think it is great. Like it's charming. It's a really great like piece of work. It really is. And I, re- I did really enjoy it. But there was just, there was just like just a few like little fundamental things that like didn't ruin it for me. But just kind of like sort of, you know, uh, you know. afterwards I was sitting there and I was like... I didn't love that. Why? <laughs> so I can't work out why. Um, I think part of it is like, <clears throat> it has this, you know, it has like a kind of a like pleasant, you know, meandering tone. And then you're saying like, you know, there's no like plot, let's say. And like, I have, I have no problem with that necessarily. And you know that it's kind of like, it's sort of like a, it's kind of a siege film as well that they're kind of trapped in within this one little town. And, you know, you're playing out, everything's playing out in a few like, very key locations so there's kind of like the two main outposts of the hotel and the jail <laughs> don't look so sad and um, <laughs> with their uh, with their kind of um, uh, with the particular like each like two grounded characters within those outposts say of like um, of uh, your man who owns the hotel and then like um, Stumpy in the jail and then you have like kind of the, the further on the outskirts we have dude which is like I was thinking about that earlier and I was like that kind of explains his character a little bit that he's out on the edge of town kind of guarding it on you know and um uh, and then with kind of like john wayne is moving between all these different locations so like i think the the sense of geography of the place and everything and i love how everything is set up and i love like you know how nothing really happens but they're just like you know moving in and around all these different places um so once that's kind of like you know established and you're settling in and you know you're 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 waiting for like you know the conflict let's say of like you know eventually these guys are gonna roll into town and you know it's not as if i wanted more things to happen or anything it's it's not that it's like it, it you know and i like that it takes its time with the characters because it's really it is more about the characters and the relationships between the characters than than anything else and i think sometimes it just takes a little bit too long to get to like you know the scene with his brother um like the scene in the bar which i think is brilliant whenever like dude finally proves himself and like you know just the way that's staged and everything is is really really brilliant. I, lo- I love that scene i think that's so good and then like the ending as well like th- yeah, I think like there's like it's quite a light-hearted movie and I think that like there's just maybe one too many characters that are kind of there for comic relief and one too many kind of like silly scenes and there there's like there's no real like tension in the film and I don't think like that's necessarily a really bad thing but it it, it's kind of like I never felt that like the characters were in danger and particularly at the end because at the start like you know um, I was watching it and I was like okay well you know who's gonna die and um, it's not that I was like disappointed that they died it, this kind of reminded me a little bit of um, my Daring Clementine because my Daring Clementine has like the big shootout and the shootout itself isn't that long which I don't have a problem with but this was just a little bit with the dynamite and explosions and I was like oh okay okay what it was just a little bit and like Stumpy kind of annoyed me and like I liked him 
And then every so often I'd be like, okay, that's a little bit too long now with Stumpy. You know, so there were just a few scenes that like just were a little bit. I like the kids and lying. Because then. You know, but I, I, I like the repertoire that they have and like, you know, the fact that everything they, you know, they have all these. I'd like everything is feels so lived in, which is really nice. But every so often it was just like, shut up, Stumpy. You know, and it, he just started to grate a little bit. And like the whole thing then with the dynamite. And then like, you know, dude is like, woo, this is a great fun shootout. And it's like, but you're blowing up a building. It was, yeah, it just, it was like fun. But it was it just, I felt like there wasn't really any stakes except, and we'll but get. Like this is not uh, um the man who shall live with the violence. Yeah, I know. I know that. And that's okay. No, no. It's because you said there I know, the giant steaks. Yes, I, I know. But like, <laughs> oh, I missed the steaks. No, there's no eating on this, which I find... I always, It always upsets me whenever characters don't have any dinner. And then it's like, did you eat? No, I had a beard. I'm like, no, dude, you need a dinner. But I'm... Yeah, like, you know, uh, if you eat what I'm cooking. <laughs> yes, don't be fixed something. That's not what I asked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... This like, it's not like, it's kind of like because I enjoyed all of this. It was just a little bit like it just needed a little bit more pep, and I think that the singing scene, as much as I enjoyed it, goes on just a little bit too long. I was like, oh, they're going into another song now, and it was like that's fine. And I do like the use of music in this because I think the use of the the is the is the song Mexican? Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, they play like the it's like a war song, like that. Yeah, the throat cutter. Yeah, the, like that was great. The and the song yeah. is great. It's really haunting, and like you know, and then how that comes up later, then when you've kind of forgotten about it, and then it's the thing that kind of like um it brings it brings dude it gives him the courage. It and the, reminds me of the Casablanca scene when they were singing the national anthem like against the the Nazis. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. That brings me to the other thing, which kind of, okay, the romance. (laughs) Okay, so this is really, it was a conflicting one because I really like Wayne. I really like Wayne in this movie. I like Wayne's character. I really like her. I like her as a character. I like her as a performer. Um, But he never like stopped feeling like her dad and like it wasn't as if it's not just the age difference and like because you know it's not like he's taking care of her because she's well able to look after herself she you know she's a strong woman you, you know she looks very young or whatever but i think it's the way that he plays it it it, it just made me kind of like uncomfortable because i didn't feel like i felt like they had chemistry as performers is like playing off each other but it didn't feel like sexual chemistry and uh, so then the fact that it's like just oh just say that you love me and I was like what <laughs> you know and it just even though like I'd like their scenes but they have a lot of scenes and I was like oh no no why are you wearing no clothes don't take her tights ah like it just sort of made me uncomfortable um which is really annoying because like you know, normally, even in the kind of a like scenario where it's an older man and a younger woman, that doesn't have to be creepy. And it's not yeah. that it's not that he was predatory or anything, because he's not. It's just that it just felt a little bit too like paternal or something. I can't fight against that. No, like I know. It uh... just I don't know. It was something about his manner, and like it it wasn't as if he was kind of like you know the stoic you know kind of say like um how what do you call him is in my darling Clementine and how like. You know, he has no capacity to deal with romance or how to woo a woman or anything, but he does it in a kind of a like stoic cowboy sheriff way. There's just something about Wayne in this that's just a little bit too... I don't know. I think it's as well because he is kind of like a father figure to other people as well. Yeah. You know, the, it kind of, I don't know, it, it just, it kind of creeped me a little bit. Um, and yeah, sometimes... Well, I do think though that the, the best romance in the movie is between uh, John T and Stumpy. When John T kisses him in the in the head, I nearly cry every time. And Stumpy like starts throwing stuff off. Yeah. 
love it. I didn't hate Stumpy. He just annoyed me sometimes. And I did love the three of them. Like they do have some really great scenes. Um, and like the whole thing of like I just love like the little thing of like rolling cigarettes in this. And you know, but we'll we'll get to um we'll get to Dean Martin. Um, yeah, I did think it's sometimes like as well. I felt maybe a little bit like they were in different films because she's got there's a lot of scenes where she's like ba 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 you know, and then he's just kind of you know sort of just absorbing it as he does and it felt a little jarring and like it's you know they get a lot of scenes and it's so it was a little bit like took me a little bit out of it because even though i like them and it just yeah i uh, i don't know um it kind of it was annoying because all the other relationships are so great and like particularly you know like the interplay and like you know the bromance between wayne and dean martin is just like you know like oh just hook it into my vest. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that. Oh, yeah. In the heart. Uh, yeah. Which brings me to Dean fucking Martin. Oh my god. I did, like because I saw him in the credits and I was like, Rrr. and uh, you know it starts and I'm like, right, who's that guy? Is Dean Martin, the young guy. No, that's too late. Wait, what? Because he's like, he's sweaty. He's like properly disgusting looking. Um, so like to, when it gets to the point, whenever they clean him up. I was like, oh, oh. You know, like whenever she's there shaving him and he's just like, oh, you know, and he, comes out, he puts on the waistcoat and everything. I was like, oh yeah, you were a babe. Uh, also, he has such a great speaking voice as well. Jeez, like, oh. oh. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Shiver me, Tim. <laughs> yeah, woo! Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn that heater off there. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like, like he's so much like a young Pacino in this, yeah. But like with with like the sad, like with more of like sadness than there. Like, there's no mania behind his eyes, say that was kind of presenting itself quite early on in the Al Pacino days. Um, but he has he has the same like wide eyes and like just. I mean, it's heartbreaking. Like, he gets some of the best lines, some of the best, like, even the thing I was saying about the cigarettes and how, like, he can't roll them because he has, because the shakes. And, you know, like, it's as much about his development as anything else of, like, coming back to himself. And, you know, and when it starts off and there's, like, all the kind of exposition of, like, you know, is he, there was a woman, he went off with her, he came back. <gasps> and now, you know, for the last two years, he's just been drinking or whatever. But, like, Jim Martin just makes it so real and so like because he could have been really comical I was like because if he had if it had been really comical it just would have thrown the whole thing oh yeah like it wouldn't be the the film that it is no not at all because he grounds this so much and like so you have uh, he's like he's never overplaying it at all like it's so heartbreaking like you know like just like the thing whenever you know the blood falls into the thing and, and like you know he gets back and then it's like you know he falls again and Oh, it's, and like the way that Wayne is dealing with it, you know, that he's trying to like bring his friend back by like the tough love and the like, and it's all kind of there in the opening scene and how he like kicks it away and, you know, uh, which is such a funny introduction to a character because then he immediately gets hit in the head. And I was like, wait, what's this film about? <laughs> like, hold on. You know, let's just watch that again. Um, but uh, yeah, I also like like the other performances are, are really good. Um, I think I'm, like I can't decide whether or not I prefer Wayne in this or in um, what do you call it? Liberty Valance. Uh, yeah, like mm, I think maybe he he talks more in Liberty Valance. He slightly. does. I, I think. But, but Liberty Valance is like what they said. Like the it's a the John Wayne character. Even he used to yeah. say. That this is uh, more acting, but also I think that there's a lot more compassion in his character. Yeah. And, uh, well, he seems more real. Yeah. You know, like, even when you say, look at something like Deadwood, which has some great performances and, like, great characters and they're shooting and the movie now. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I did love that show. Um, oh, ten years. As long as Ian <laughs> Six Shane. months later, everybody is ten years older. <laughs> Uh, no I want to be the day that the show ended uh, just Ian McShane like you know with another kidney exploding or whatever uh. no what I want is like you know uh, those shitty TV shows that uh, are turned into movies from the 80s that was like they, they 
oh the alo alo people go on holidays or something imagine like deadwood go to atlantic city <laughs> are you talking about the carry on movies yeah <laughs> no 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 not carry on it's like uh, <clears throat> are you being served and stuff oh, like that, yeah, that yeah. like every time just the, put them in another place yeah just like even like the what was it like absolutely fabulous yeah. was the, the same like oh yeah i think my mom used to watch that yeah um yeah, like he, but I mean, like John Wayne is obviously always good because he's such a great presence. But I do, I do really like him in this, and like. Oh, sorry for interrupting. That I completely forgot. And when you said John Wayne, I just remember something that I found out oh about God. seven months ago, and it's the most amazing thing ever. And this is a hundred percent true. Stalin tried to kill John Wayne, and John Wayne helped foil the assassination attempt. What? Yes. Um, well, I suppose if you kill John Wayne, you kill America. And also, it's like, <laughs> it was like during the McCarthy shit and stuff. And John Wayne, fucking, the FBI went to John Wayne and said, Joseph Stalin wants to kill you. And he's put a bounty in your Like, he has a plan with the KGB to assassinate you. <laughs> so and John Wayne said, let them fucking come. <laughs> and he actually helped, the, the, like, the, the FBI came in... Uh, got, got a hold of him like two weeks before mm. and then uh, they hung around the set i can't remember what movie that they were shooting at the time and they, he got told to like oh there's two fbi agents here to see you mm. and the other agent said we are the only two people that will ever come in to mm. deal with it here so he rang them and, and said look come over because these lads are here to kill me but he still like entertained them like while waiting, like avoiding to be alone or whatever. And then when he went into a room to be alone, they had pre-planned where to bring them. Yeah. And then the two FBI agents came out and like, freeze. Um, We're G-Men. We're here and, to take you. And they stopped. Yeah. Like, uh, it's mental. That is definitely not true. No, it's true. So like, was he actually like basically playing himself then? Like, not, like, playing himself, but as in, like, was he really, like, as tough as, like, his characters were? Like, was he as good as with guns? Was he as good, like... Well, like, uh, he started his job, uh, like, being an extra for John Ford in the 20s or whatever, when there was, like, no health and safety or whatever. (laughs) Like, he was, like, a cowboy. Yeah. Like, literally, like, uh, doing the, the... The things that he does on films, like, riding the horses, shooting, whatever. Like, he did all of that beforehand. And then, like, he had the charisma, whatever. That's why, like, in the beginning, because he's not a trained actor or never wanted it's to be an actor. That's why like he became stagecoach and stuff. He looks, he just looks strange young. Yeah. It's like... He's somebody that looks like was born 30. Like, he yeah, just came out. Even when you see him, say, when he's in his 20s or whatever, I feel like there's, like, really young John Wayne. And then there's just John Wayne old. Yeah, but <laughs> like, what I love is, like, really, really old John Wayne. And it's, like, sad police films. Like, Cahill, San Francisco, Cop or something like that. With Mutton yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like we like white hair, seventies white perm, grey perm, oh, or whatever. So strange. Like he has that one movie that with Ron Howard called like the one of his last movies. I think it's actually a good movie. Uh, what is it called again? Uh, might have been directed by Howard Hawks actually. Uh, mm. The it's not the Gunslinger, something like that. That is like. Uh, that he actually is playing an actor that used to be a cowboy. He's like dying or whatever oh. of cancer. And it's oh. like very... Autobiographical, yeah. yeah. Like fucking John Wayne like got a lung t- t- taken out of him in the fucking 60s or something. Like in the early 60s because of cancer. And they tell him you, you can't smoke anymore because you already have like a few tumors or something in the mm. other lung. And John Wayne just started smoking more. <laughs> and fucking it took him like 15 years to die from it it's like when men were men yeah like that it's the, the common <laughs> joke that it's like when men were men John Wayne somebody came in and it's like we're gonna take one of your lungs and he's like oh hell pilgrim just take both of them <laughs> <laughs> I don't need <laughs> pilgrim um, yeah like yeah, it is funny like cause I was looking up um, I don't know, quotes or taglines or something 
And I like if you look on IMDb, the sheer amount of trivia that there is about him is insane. Like, because yeah. some people have like you know a few or whatever. He it's just like reams of the stuff. It's so funny. But I mean, like, is he is he one of the guys that has like one of the like large like the um, highest number of um, lead roles in cinema because yeah. he like basically was the lead role in everything he ever in like, every movie he was ever in. So it's like a hundred and forty something or like yeah, it's just it's so it's so incredible and like. Like a terrible human being in real life, but well, yeah, but you kind of get that vibe off him, anyways. But somehow he managed to be like empathetic and things like this, um, and like I think part of that is because he had the ability to kind of absorb other people's, you know, and and like, but then sort of like give back as well. Like it's oh, it's just some really like wonderful scenes in this. Um, so yeah, like I I did really like it. Um, what was the other performance as well? Um, there's somebody else that um, I thought was good. Yeah, I thought the young guy was was like Ricky Nelson is yeah, great. Yeah, I thought he just he was kind of he doesn't distract. He doesn't really he's not in, a, in it a whole lot. And I kind of like that because you think that it's going to be made into this whole thing of like you know I'll join you, you know. But it's kind of more that he just sort of falls into it. Like yeah. he really is just kind of like oh I'm not involved in that, and then it's like oh well I'm here I suppose, you know. So it's it's he he's more curious than anything. Yeah, yeah, and he's just he he has a kind of a like. You know, the young kind of like, well, you can't kill me because I'm amazing with my guns. But at the same time, like, no, yeah, like, no need to prove himself. No, like, cockiness. No, just a sort of a, like, strange kind of, like, assuredness. It's like... Very could, polite. As yeah, well. almost that he's like a young John Wayne or something, you know? One of my favorite scenes in this movie is when he shows up to tell John Wayne that he's going to have a fight. And John Wayne is like, why are you telling me this? And he, Ricky Nelson goes, oh, because uh, Colorado uh, <laughs> says, oh, yeah, because you told me that if I was going to create any house, I should tell you first. Yeah. So I told you. And then he just walks away. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's so, so, it's just so kind of like measured. And like, I do think he, like his role in the shootout, is, I mean, the shootout is just ridiculous in general. Cause he's just there and he's like, wee! <laughs> and you're like, guys, this is, <sighs> Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I just, I really, really wanted to love it, and I don't know. I think as well, like that. Even though I know what you mean about how a movie like this has to be long, I don't think it has to be quite this long. It's a, li- it's because it's like two hours and twenty minutes or something, and it was felt a little. I I, I I was really tired watching it and I was smiling throughout. Like uh, I finished and I was like, uh, I'd watch it again now. <laughs> well, like, I, I'd I was watch so it again tempted now. of putting fucking El Dorado on like, like afterwards. It's a very very easy movie to watch. Like I mean, it, it's not as if it like dragged or anything. It was just, it just felt a little like you know. The weird thing with like El Dorado, like I do recommend watching it as well. It's much funnier than this. I don't like it's an out and out comedy. Yeah. Uh, but, I think like, maybe that was part of the thing as well that this is like funny, but it's not quite. You know, it doesn't quite have the kind of like ratatat dialogue. Like there are some, you know, quite funny interactions and stuff, but yeah, I I don't know. It's kind of caught between two things, and it just sort of didn't quite land for me. Like. Uh, Half of the like, I think that Dean Martin is so fucking good at this movie. I can't I, like. I, I'm never gonna get over that. Like, like I, stress. I, how I was listening. To, I was listening to Dean Martin earlier because he just kind of popped into my head, and I was like, oh. And I went to one, and I was like, he just. Uh, it's amazing he didn't have a more prominent film career because between the two, like Sinatra won an Oscar, and Sinatra mm. wasn't as good an actor as Dean Martin. No, is. definitely not. And like, but you, but then again, is that never seen him this good. But it could be like the Elvis effect that like Elvis never got great roles. Yeah. So like he was good in like really bad movies. Yeah. Well, like Dean Martin was okay, but like this is kind of the role of the only like yeah. Uh, But he has this whole thing as well where he's like you know a man always forgets or a man eventually forgets or something and he's like yeah and I've forgotten. It's like the the little breakthroughs that he has around like you know, you know the kind of mourning and oh it's just so good like it, it really made me think of like um Al Pacino and Scarecrow yeah you know like the slightly different characters but the same kind of like you know where they're just sort of like such pathetic kind of creatures but you really want them to succeed. The uh, I, I, <clears throat> I love the how disappointed he is when he gets caught out mm. the, that they had to go in to him and he's like. I let him get behind me and stuff. And yeah. Because 
because it's so it's not that you know that it's he's it's just because he's looking in his reflection as well that it's like in the water and you're like no and then it's just like it's so shameful because they don't even kill him or beat him up they just tie him up it's so and sad like he's like covered in shit and yeah. stumpy's like what <laughs> what like i think that like stumpy's first line is it when fucking john wayne walks out the first time and stumpy shouts oh if you don't come back me and joe over here will have a cry about it because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's off screen as well yeah, a lot yeah. of stumpy's best lines are off screen um yeah, I think yeah, Stumpy. <sighs> even like the 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 bit like how uh, he portrays him like somebody that you can tell. Also, what I love about his character is I f- I found him annoying, but in the right way. Mm. As in that I felt like that's what made it real for me because otherwise he's just a funny character. Yeah. The sadness there is that like well, he's... he didn't seem he didn't seem unreal. He was just kind of But I I I thought that that was like we all know like the uncle the older uncle or like the you know like your grandparents <laughs> like brother or something that like you just see very few times. But every time that you see him because they're visiting your grandparents or something. Yeah. And they haven't seen each other for a while little bit too much drink so it's like jokes or whatever you know that that kind of guy that is telling you a story and then you just like story ends and you're about to like get up to leave and there's like oh yeah fuck just leave now okay <laughs> nobody pays attention to me or whatever you know that kind of yeah. guy and it, like i don't know it's like the kind of guy that would sit next to you on the bus and talk to you yeah, the, the entire, entire way, way and take and things out of his pockets and show them yeah, to you yeah yeah like uh <laughs> because like that's what made him otherwise it would have been just like a really well written character yeah but like i think that his portrayal his portrayal also like the sadness of like losing that extra step that fair enough like john wayne was like 47 when this movie was made or something like that Mm. and uh dean martin is like more it's the mileage more than anything that is the problem (laughs) yeah and then you have like ricky nelson that just looks like you know like, it just made me think of like um aaron what's his name elden elden aaron reich or whatever his name yeah, yeah, is in the, um hell caesar yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the oh, singing the kind lonely of old moon yeah <laughs> which is it's nice for you kind of like you give the whole you get the full circle um yeah pro- ricky nelson died in the plane crash or something like that in the 80s did like, he yeah he was 40 or something oh. it was like really sad like during a comeback because he started like in the beginning he was a rock and roll star mm. that's why it was kind of weird that he was in this because like yeah. you'd expect him more like in greece or something like that yeah with you know something with more singing and then uh he was in this because he was like a good actor as well mm. and it's funny though how like you know his voice is nice and all but it really doesn't sound up to Gene Martin's. <laughs> it's like as soon as he starts you're like oh okay yeah. like it was a kind of a teen idol kind yeah. of situation but like i think he was a a good singer like his voice he developed his style to be like more of a country western singer yeah well that's he's and singing I a think, kind of a country song as well so yeah like uh, i think that the it's not like silk yeah like uh, not the greatest singer of all time but he was like fairly decent and stuff mm. like uh, I think that uh, very funny that he started playing guitar because uh, a girl that he was dating was in love with Elvis so he <laughs> so was he like he became Elvis yes and beat Elvis <laughs> imagine doing wow. that like <laughs> what age is he there like that's in this crazy. he's 21 Jeez. but like at the time that he started playing he was like 15 but because he was in the TV show but uh it was that kind of thing, the like fifties TV show, because it was like every day, like yeah. for twenty minutes or whatever, like Opie and something what it used to be called, I think. Like his dad's name was Opie fucking Nelson, Opie Nelson. <gasps> Sometimes people are just too American, aren't they? Yes. Like, <laughs> like you just fucking like call him and like fucking uh, apple pie filling just comes out. And you're like wrapped in the stars and stripes. <laughs> yeah, his wife is just pouring cinnamon over it, kind of thing. Fucking eagles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have any questions or further points you want uh, to make? Like, uh, I think it, the um, the music is one thing that like. Uh, a couple of people said that oh, yeah it doesn't it's a little 
nose. But also, it's uh, us quoting Roger Ebert again. And he's like, yeah, it's a bit on the nose and that it's out of place, but I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) It didn't bother me. Like, I liked it. And I think that the Mexican song is is so great. It's the way they do that as well, that it's kind of coming from the bar, that it's quite quite haunting or something. It's good. I'm not surprised at how uh, it's such a good... uh, basic concept to like that you can set it anywhere no wonder there's so many like yeah, remakes as, as, as many filmmakers did <laughs> the like even the fucking mars with ice cube or whatever like uh <laughs> is it ice cube yes i think so ghost i don't of mars. know what you're talking about ghost of mars oh yeah yeah i know yeah, it well. like it's a <clears throat> very underrated movie like i actually love it like um uh i think that also is like i said that it's a weird thing about westerns that you always have um they always had the room that even somebody that was so blatantly like ultra right-wing republican as john wayne mm. that it would forward like women in uh very prominent characters but also people of color and uh, mexicans and stuff like that yeah that uh, um no other genre had that at the you know? time yeah that some people went like even to Eli Wallach and stuff. Oh, how does it feel just playing the bad Mexican guy in movies? It's like I made a fucking ton of money doing that in fifties Hollywood. Yeah. What other like st- like maybe I'd have like one like really big role outside it. Mm. But there's very few cine poitiers. That's why cine poitier is cine poitier. Mm. For example, the 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 hoteliers, uh, the the hotel owners are so they're like a real couple, let's say, you know, like they're yeah, not like they're. I wish he was given a little bit more to do than being kind of like you know his like crazy shirty wife. But I think it, like whenever they're like tied up and you know yeah. the, the kind of you, you get a bit more from her. But you know that's like there are still like I like him. I like sort of um. I like Wayne's relationship with them as yeah. well and how he's kind of like bossing him around because he's the sheriff but he's like you have to sleep it's not enough you know he's like you know wake me at sunup um, I, yeah I did like the I think the art department in this is great as well and like just I, especially Dean Martin because he just he looks like his clothes like he looks just disgusting yeah. like, <laughs> like the rips actually look like they're yeah. in pl- well thought out places yeah. as well. they're places that you get caught if you're there's something, drunk kind there's of something thing. about old movies where they were just able to make people look sweatier more authentically like when you think of like you know wake and fright or uh, you, like oh, there's just something about wake 70s fright, oh. like 60s and 70s it's like 50s as well like sweat that i don't know if it's something about the way it looked on like old film stock or something but like you don't get that on digital you don't get that like I don't know, like it's just it's it's this, this think, seeping out of every. I think it was also you know? like how the films were shot, like the editing was like you were seeing somebody for longer. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be like cutting back and forth. You'd be doing the entire scene together, so you'd start like being there with the sweatiness. You of are them. actually sweating, yeah. Because if you're there, you're like, let's say John Wayne is well well rounded, and then you there have will the, be blood. Sorry. Yeah. That's a good modern example. Yeah, the, and what does the Royal Blue Blood have? Very long shots mm. and like a lot of like I and think method that's, acting as well. Yeah, like yeah, but like you're probably just like running out. <laughs> I want to sweat for real. Um, well, like <laughs> I, I'm gonna go and make an oil well. Excuse me. Um, I'll like be back PTA, in ten. Back in ten years. P- PTA. PTA turns Love around. Love you. Hate you. <laughs> PTA turns around like he's like fucking walking the kid in the ears like he has to be mute in real life. <laughs> Using one of his own kids probably. Yeah. One of his many kids. <laughs> yeah, like he just has kids to have as like characters in movies. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, uh, what was your favorite thing? Uh, I think, <clears throat> oh Jesus. I never thought that I'd say this even before watching the movie because I hadn't seen it in 18 years. Yeah. Uh, Dean Martin. Yeah. Like, I think that it is, like, of all, like, and this is as, I'm as surprised as you probably are, <laughs> even though I picked this. <laughs> of all the movies we've done, I think he's, like, up there in the top five best performances we've done so far. Because, 
like it, it makes the movie in ways that like for example like Pacino and Scarecrow that you mentioned yeah it's like a great performance but it's but not, it's, not being a, it's not able to carry the movie yeah and it's also like somehow out of place in the movie that it's in yeah like uh, you know like the because the, yeah, the of movie's the not that are, the movie's just not it's not it's not good enough for what he's doing whereas this yeah. is so yeah. yeah he's he's just this oh god he's so good that's my favorite thing oh uh, <laughs> like oh when he's in the in the bathroom and he's just singing like all the little details and just that uh, he opens the door and they're just waiting there for the gun and so, something that uh, second favorite thing is 50s western stunts like when he runs down the fucking staircase and falls down and he's like he's knocked out <laughs> But you believe it because he probably was. Yeah, no, I just really enjoyed like people playing with guns and just like yeah. What yeah. the fuck, Dean Martin as well, like being able to oh, do he all does these the whole thing. tricks. Because you're yeah, because you're gonna think like is that actually Dean Martin? Oh, or is it someone behind him with their hands? Yeah. Like you know, um, like Santa Sangre. <laughs> yeah, no, but like cause... have you seen Santa Sangre? No. Uh, the just so you get the reference is it like a uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky movie about a kid. Who used to be oh, Jodorowsky? Jodorowsky, yeah, a kid that used to be in the circus with his parents, and uh, his dad uh, cuts his mom's arms with an axe and then kills himself. So he's like thinks he's a crow and he's living like in a mental asylum, and then his mom shows up again and they start doing like this magic kind of trick that he becomes her hands, like that he puts like he's standing behind her. And like you have blindfolds and she'd be like throwing knives and stuff because she's using his arms. And then she starts oh. killing his girlfriends with his arms because she can control the fact him. that he never got to make June. And then, uh, well, like that movie has the funeral of an elephant and it's amazing. <laughs> Going back, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, Dean Martin's guns. great. Um, yeah, because, you know, I like it because it's like, you know, oh, he was great back in the day, you know, before, you know, the the drinking um but you get this he is actually good and it's like but it's not fake good it's like, and also the little I detail believe. of like the way that he puts the guns back yeah. like it's always and it, it felt like awkward when he was doing it with one hand it's like mm. that attention to detail in the performance that he's kind of doing it with both hands even when he's just using stumpy's gun mm. and then when uh, he gets the two guns it's almost like the movement is complete yeah. That it's like symmetrical now that it should be. I was just thinking about like how he walks in his costume as well and how like at the start he's like kind of like sort of ingrained into it because it's bait onto him. And um, then, oh, also God, the shaving scene really freaked me out because I was like, does she know what she's doing? And the sound of it, I was like, ah! uh, but whenever he gets into his new clothes, how uncomfortable he looks. Yeah. That he's no longer that person. And I really like that. Also, just quickly, my second favorite thing is John Wayne's walk. Yeah it's weird um the gate the side kind of yeah i don't know what he's doing and it's like i feel like walking phoenix is kind of you know taking something from him with the, with the weird kind of slouchy gate thing and yeah it's, it's so odd and also like uh, the, the way that he just dresses like he's like so in his day off on a saturday like everybody yeah. else is like so <laughs> 70s and he's been wearing the same hats and stagecoach yeah. in every single movie <laughs> but i like how bad it is in this movie his hat yeah. and how uncool he wears it it's not and his like trousers he looks you know he's so unkempt and you're like why would she, why does she like you um no offense john wayne you're great and- he's so big as well like yeah and i think he seldom sits down it's a weird thing i just noticed or in eat. this movie yeah 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 and even like when he smokes he doesn't really smoke or when he drinks he doesn't really drink he's always doing something else probably because he was like fucking smoking and drinking <laughs> as soon as cut it's like it would, like 15 yeah. cigarettes you do that if you were making this movie um, oh, Jesus, it yes. did it's the kind of movie it's like when i watch mad men and i'm like could i like whiskey and then i'm like no or you don't like whiskey um i love you but like oh fucking d martin's little lines they, they reminded me when i started smoking fucking rollies that is like out of an entire pouch you'll get one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you never got any better um you know, the little mutant. details of like pulling the the threads of the the cigarettes and then like 
looking for lighters that nobody has a lighter yeah. in the place. and just like lighting matches off of rough surfaces yeah, like... because that works um no it's because they weren't safety matches i know i know but you know it looks ridiculous yeah but also, it's amazing also tumbleweed there is a tumbleweed in this movie yeah and the <laughs> dean martin gets swacked by yeah, it he's just like um uh, <laughs> tumbleweed uh, I love it. Yeah, when the they're going so for that walk, and that yeah, it's just like my humor. Just gonna buy the Clodagh conversion. Of course, is the cancelled Dutch gold running under the bus seats when the bus breaks. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was your least favorite thing? Like probably, I don't even think that it is uh, a uh, issue with the in the sense of pacing or or threat. Let's say, but I. I think that the only weakness in in performance is because it's just bland is the villain. Yeah. Like the, the older brother. Like even the, the gunslinger Joe, like he plays the no good mm. little brother very well. You know. Yeah, the older know. guy isn't really a threat at all. Yeah, the older <laughs> guy just looks literally like I, I wouldn't... Everybody's so terrified of him. He was all whatever. cheekbones. Yeah. He was a weird looking man, but not in like a creepy Western way. Oh, but I love like even the little details of the lines when there's like the 50 pieces of gold. The, the, the he had $50. Two, he had two pieces. Oh, the yeah. price is going up. Yeah, I like that. It's like, oh, that's the price of a life or something like that. Yeah. It's, like there's so many good lines in this. Like, um, yeah. Like I, I hope you want... Like I, now I can't pick it because it's too close to mm. it, but... Like I think you'd enjoy El Dorado as well. It's it's quite a ridiculous movie, <laughs> but in a in a way that it's very unkept. Like it feels really unkept. wild. <laughs> yeah, like it it feels like like uh, one of those like scraggly movies, you know, that just made by people that are more interested in having fun than making a good movie and somehow it works yeah like uh, breaking I feel like you the... were more able to do that in the 50s and 60s than you are now I think now we just end up with Judd Apatow movies well like the the problem is that well like is that they used to be scraggly but still structured the problem with the Judd Apatow movies is that you are going into screen uh, to make movies without having a screenplay actually mm. and that makes it like you can strike gold but how many times can you strike like you're depending mm. that you're gonna be able to come up with the goods yeah on the day and even like and the like and the mckay like it's like stepbrothers is amazing but besides that everything is like it's funny but like talladega mm. nights or even like anchorman i like but they're mm. Like God. it's hit or my uh, hit or miss. Yeah. Like uh, and there's so many jokes that some of them are gonna land. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, well, he goes and does fucking the the big short, and it's like he has a script that he has to like adhere mm. to, and it's a great movie. Must rewatch that. Uh, my least favorite thing was probably the romance because it it just yeah it was just weird and, uh, and like when he comes in and she's like wearing like the little outfit that's like oh are you gonna be jealous and i was like stop it stop it <laughs> like, ah! uh yeah she was 27 at the time which is uh like it is a big age gap but for the time is not yeah uh... i don't know if it's the age thing it's just I didn't think uh, like when you mentioned it. I hope that you didn't ruin the movie for me now. Oh, sorry. Because I can't like uh, argue against it. But I don't think like if there is a kind of familial uh, relationship, is more brother and sister, like older brother to younger uh, yeah, sister than maybe. father and son. I think father and daughter. Yeah, father and daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's it's just. Yeah, I don't know, but I, like it, it didn't ruin the movie because they are both still so great. So it's like you know, it's still enjoyable. And I do like because of the, it would have been so easy for a lesser director or producer because he also produces movies because he was insane. Uh, that uh, like at that time to be a movie producer mm. and producing the like you did everything. It's not like nowadays that is like Tom Cruise produced mm. this movie. It's like, Executively, <laughs> but like uh, in this case. Um, and he as well, it's like sole producer. Like he's the only dude producing this movie. Yeah, it's the only name there. But that um under lesser director, I think that there'd be like a romantic triangle possibly with Colorado. Mm, yeah. Or something like that. That I think that it's like even though it might not work for you, I think that it's quite mature way of yeah. looking at romance. Especially at that time that it's like you meet somebody that you like, you're in the time limit. Uh yeah, I know. I did think that about how like 
like putting her on the stagecoach and it's like literally you will never see that human again yeah. <laughs> like hmm. um, yeah and i love how like fucking ward bond walks rolls into town and it's like oh, all i've seen of him is being a drunk and it's like how long you we've been friends and i thought that he was gonna say like 15 years and it's like i've been coming through this town for two years yeah, yeah <laughs> like you didn't know him before um yeah so that was uh rio bravo <laughs> that was rio bravo from 1959 it is very good definitely do seek it out and look at the posters because yeah, they're so great so good. um <laughs> ricardo uh, thank you and where can they find us they can find us on Facebook The Recommendation Game on Twitter the, at The Rec Game and Gmail The Recommendation Game at gmail.com you can find our back catalogue in iTunes and in the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud you sure can catch can. us on Dublin Digital Radio every Monday 11 to 12 and you can also uh, leave a like or a review or whatever in iTunes if you have the time blah 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 and also Orla is choosing the movie for next week uh, what are you choosing Orla? film stars don't die no film stars or movie stars? movie I can't remember I think it's film stars because I looked up the poster earlier um, film stars don't die in Liverpool cool <laughs> um, yeah I know another, another kind of romantic movie this to myself I think um <laughs> so that's next week's movie um at some point next week I am hoping the printed version of the zine will be available ah! I've been so, calling it as a sign awesome I hope I lied to people yes excellent Somehow. um because most people don't know what a zine is so it's I'm happy that you confused them further um <laughs> anyways uh I was Orla McInnes I was Ricardo Deacon Thanks for listening. See you next week.